From the gridiron to the hardwood, the diamond to the pool, South Florida is the best of high school sports. ESPN 106.3 is your home for the top preps plays, triumphant victories, and memorable moments. This is High School Hysteria, presented by HSS, number one in the world for orthopedics according to Newsweek. Now in Florida, accepting virtual and in-person appointments in West Palm Beach and Wellington. You're listening to High School Hysteria on ESPN 106.3. Welcome into High School Hysteria. Cyrus Whittig with you. And I am here to bring you all the high school action and all the latest high school sports news in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Before we get started, I want to shout out the station and the show on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at ESPN West Palm, at ESPN Top 63. And of course, you can follow me as well. At Cy Wittig, that is C-Y-W-I-T-T-I-G. And don't forget my guys, Theo Dorsey and Tyree Smith, who have daily high school coverage on Fox 29 and WPTV. Well, this time of year, we got more graduations and celebrations than games and contests. But that doesn't mean we can't bring you great coaches and athletes from around the area. And that's just what I plan on doing. Tonight on High School Hysteria, we'll chat with Jensen Beach baseball head coach Corey Cook who took his Falcons to the brink of a, of a state title while setting the record for most wins in school history. After that, we'll go to the flag football field and chat with Spanish River head coach Drew Emler, who led the Sharks to their best-ever run in program history. And last but not least, we'll go back to the baseball diamond and talk to Palm Beach Gardens baseball coach Matt Judkins, who led the Gators to the state title game in just his first year in charge of that program. But before all that... We'll talk with one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the area, as Wellington's Ryan Anthony is this week's Next Generation Athlete. Time now for our Next Generation Athlete, presented by Florida Power & Light. FPL, investing energy the next generation can depend on. Cyrus Woody here on High School Hysteria with our FPL Next Generation Athlete, Ryan Anthony. Ryan, with so much transferring and moving around in high school football these days, How much pride do you take in coming up through the system at Wellington and being the face of a program that is really really going through some great changes and really moving it in a positive direction these days? Uh, I love playing for my hometown. You know, we we like to say that we only need who we got, so we don't really like to worry about the transferring and all that. I spoke to Coach Simi before your spring game against Centennial, and and he mentioned that he had coached you at the youth level and, and then coached you at JV. How great is it to have Coach Simi now on the varsity staff with you is somebody who you've been playing with and, and somebody who you've had a rapport with for such a long time on the football field. Uh, I learned a lot with him and it's great to have him there because I can, I feel comfortable talking to him about anything. He's just always been there for me. Looking back at your career at Wellington, you played on varsity as a freshman. Then you took over the starting role as a sophomore. Wellington went three and five that year you guys improved to 7-4 and four this past season. What makes you feel like the Wolverines are ready to take yet another leap this upcoming season? Uh, we've been putting a lot of work in the weight room all off season, every day. And uh, this spring, everyone was came out fired up. We had, we had a lot of good practices. We were definitely a big step ahead of what we were last year. So I think we're ready, ready to take the next step for sure. Here on High School Hysteria, talking with our FPL Next Generation athlete, Ryan Anthony, the dual-threat quarterback out of Wellington. Ryan, what's it been like playing for Coach Mendoza? He's going into his second year at Wellington. In what ways has he put his stamp on the program and made it his own? 
Coach Mendoza just brings a different energy every day. Like, he gets all the kids fired up. Everybody wants to be there playing for him. Uh, he he just makes us want to be out there even more. You guys took down Centennial 21-14 to in your spring game. What did you learn about your squad during that one? Uh, we didn't come out hot like we did the before when the game got rained out, but we had heart. We wanted to finish the game, and that's what we did. I believe it was the second play of the spring game. You hooked up with receiver Bryant Walker for a really long gain. The coaches had so many great things to say about Bryant and his uh, his potential this upcoming season. What's your relationship with Bryant on and off the field? You, you, do you feel like you have a good rapport and a good relationship between quarterback and receiver? Oh, yeah. Uh, me and Bryant, we've been we've had a good uh, on-the-field relationship as well as off the field. I mean, I hang out with him often. And we're just, we're cool. We're, we're good friends. So, yeah, it's nice having him on the field, too. Again, Cyrus Whitty here on High School Hysteria, talking with our FPL Next Generation athlete, Ryan Anthony out of Wellington. Ryan, what aspect of your game do you feel like you've improved the most from last season to this upcoming year? I think uh, my decision-making has become a lot better. I think I'm not going to see as many interceptions and more completions. Do you set any specific statistical targets for yourself going into the season, whether it's 20 passing touchdowns or 1,000 yards rushing or anything like that? Or you, do you just try to you know, go out, play the game, and, and, let, and let the stats take care of themselves? Uh, I just like to bring down my interceptions, but I just want to win more games than we did last year and get farther in the playoffs. Your coaches were also telling me that you're a great lacrosse player. How do you take what you learn in lacrosse and, and your skills in lacrosse and, and translate them to the football field? Uh, my vision definitely gets much better in lacrosse, trying to find the open man, pass to feed him so he can score goals. So that helps when I'm out there on the football field looking for open receivers, definitely. Here on High School Hysteria, wrapping things up with our FPL Next Generation athlete, Ryan Anthony. Ryan, I was at your spring game with Stone Labanowitz a couple weeks ago, and Stone and I, like yourself, a bit undersized, we were quarterbacks and, and played in college. You're listed at 5'11". How do you prove to, to college coaches that, you know, despite not having kind of the typical 6'3", six, 6'4", six, frame, that, that, you are, uh, that you're still more than capable of, of guiding a college team playing quarterback at the next level? I mean, I like to make up for that on the gra- in the ground for sure, get some yards on the run, but it's all about heart. And I think I – I mean, I know I really want it, so – Height doesn't really affect me. I like. I don't really focus on that. I just play my game. Mentioned earlier that you're a great lacrosse player as well. How do you balance lacrosse and football in the summertime with so many camps and showcases going on? You know, wanting to get exposure in both those sports. I'm going to be going to some camps this summer for football mostly. I mostly focus on football during the summer, not lacrosse. So Ryan, you know, tell me, tell me a little bit about your schedule this summer. Any specific camps or, or visits that you're going to take? Anything that you really want to get to uh, on the summer schedule? Uh, me and Coach Mendoza put together a list of five different schools that I'm going to be going to over the summer. Lehigh's on there. Lehigh, great school up in Pennsylvania. You're not scared of the uh, the cold weather leaving Florida and going up north? No, I'm just ready to play wherever. Ryan, I appreciate the time. Best of luck this summer. Looking forward to watching you play this fall. Thank you, sir. Great stuff from our Next Generation Athlete, Ryan Anthony, out of Wellington. And once again, the Next Generation Athlete is presented by Florida Power & Light, FPL, investing energy that the next generation can depend on. When we come back, 
will be joined by Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Immler. You're listening to High School Hysteria on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back to High School Hysteria. Cyrus Wittig with you on a Friday night. And just about time to go to our TrustBridge trusted voice. But before we do that, I want to remind you that excellence is Lana Rover Palm Beach, local family-owned and operated. GM Matt Atkins has been there for 30 years. They know the product. They know the brand. You will be taken care of because you deserve excellence. Let them go above and beyond for you at Land Rover Palm Beach and LandRoverPalmBeach.com. This week, our TrustBridge trusted voice is none other than Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Immler, who led the Sharks to an 18-3 and record and a spot in the state Final Four. Coach, when did you know that this team had what it took to reach the state's Final Four? Was there a specific turning point in the season, or did you know all along that this team had the potential to make a deep, deep run in the state playoffs? We, we knew that this was a special team and this was a special group with a lot of potential, uh, probably over the summer leading up to the season. Um, you know, the girls were very committed and, and staying active and playing flag and uh, doing, you know, the AAU summer tournaments that, um, you know, most of them do. And we, we knew they were a committed group, so we knew that there was something there. Um and then once we got into the season, uh, we were having success. We had a lot of early success. Uh, you know, I'll drop the tough one, the Western, won the game against Seminole Ridge. So I, I'd say that we knew it pretty early that we could do um, do big things. And that was kind of a big issue for us, too, because of our success. I thought we um, had some trouble at points in the season handling that success. And uh, But the girls really rallied together and uh I think, at least for me, the district the district championship game when we played Park Vista, I thought that was really the turning point, at least for me, where I was able to kind of uh, turn to my assistant coaches and say, look, we've known what we've had the talent, but now we're actually playing together as a team. We're communicating in a positive way. Um, nobody cares who gets the credit. So I thought that really, for me, was the game uh, that I knew that this team could, could go all the way and, and make it at least to uh, have an opportunity to play for a state title. Cyrus Wittig here on High School Hysteria, talking with Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Emler. Coach, the last time we caught up was in late March after a win over Seminole Ridge. A few days later, you guys fell to Wellington 13-6, to and then you didn't lose again until the state Final Four. Did that loss to Wellington help you guys hit the reset button and get refocused, or you know, was it just a coincidence that you happened to rip off 11 straight wins after that, again, that, that loss to Wellington? Oh no, that, that game definitely was a, was a huge turning point in our season. Um, you know, I do give uh, coach Rob Colovi over at Wellington and their players a ton of credit for that game. They did play a fantastic game against us. They had a great game plan. Uh, so I do have to give them credit for the way that they coached and, and the way they played. But um, certainly that we also didn't play, you know, to a level that, uh, that we needed to play to be successful and win. Um, you know, we, we, uh, it, it certainly helped us, uh, refocus ourselves, um, you know, into, uh, into the fundamentals and, and getting back to what's important. Um, I think it kind of ties in a little bit to how I answered the last question, you know, about us, uh, handling success and we were having a lot of it and we, we had a lot of momentum and, um, I think we just kind of took things for granted as well going into that game and, and how, what we were doing and, um, so yeah, no, it certainly brought us back to earth. You know, uh, uh, I always had a, had a saying, um, that I shared with the team after the game that losses are opportunities in disguise. 
you know, there, there are opportunities to, uh, like you said, re- hit the reset button and take a, you know, nice hard look and, um, you know, at how we played and, and the things we did and maybe how we practiced leading up to that game and uh, improve, you know. So um, that, that certainly was a, uh, a uh, big turning point for us, absolutely. Again, here with Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Emler. Coach, no doubt that you guys are riding high into the postseason, but how important was it for the psyche of your team to take down the top-seeded Park Vista and win the district title? Yeah, I mean, uh, huge, huge momentum for us. Um, like I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, I felt that that was the game where I really saw in our players that they believed in themselves and that we came together as a team. Um, you know, Park Vista is a team that we're we're paired with quite often. You know, in the districts, whenever they uh, you know, reset the districts, so they're a uh, a familiar opponent for us. Um, you know, we, we know their players very well with, you know, the school being in close proximity and, um, you know, their coaches, Coach Carlton, CJ, they all do uh, such a fantastic job. Um, so, uh, you know, beating them was, was certainly uh, a big confidence boost uh, to our players. Um, and, um, you know, certainly proud of them for that and give a lot of credit to, to the Park Vista team and their players. Um, but cer- certainly was, uh, and, and again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, that was a huge boost of confidence for our players and really what I felt um, was the spark that I saw that would carry us into, you know, a deep run into the playoffs and just the way that we played together as a team, the way we communicated and also our resiliency, you know, we let up an early touchdown in that game. I think second play of the game bombed down um, a deep pass down the left sideline and we were able to mentally overcome that and, and work our way back into that game. So. After the win against Park Vista, you faced one of the two teams that beat you guys in the regular season in Wellington. You trailed 12-7 at halftime, but you shut out the Wolverines in the second half. You won 20-12. to What changes did you guys make at halftime that allowed you to play such a, a clean, crisp, and really excellent second half? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's been circumstances or games uh, all year long where uh, we found ourselves trailing either at halftime or early on in the game. I think that it was seven or eight games where we allowed a touchdown uh, to our opponent on the opening drive. And most of them were on the first, second or third play of the game. So uh, our players are extremely resilient. Um, You know, we have a saying it's called play the next play. It's just focusing on, um, you know, each play having a history and life of its own, being where your feet are and just trying to win that one play that we're in, not worrying about what happened before, what happens after. Um, So, uh, you know, that certainly, uh, that certainly was, um, you know, a key for us to be able to come back in a lot of our games. But, um, you know, specifically for the Wellington game, again, you know, Coach Rob and, and their players did a fantastic job. I just thought we started moving the ball a little bit better on offense. We kind of settled in, thought play calling got a little bit better. We made a few adjustments on defense. Uh, so, um, you know, it was a, it was probably a combination of, of different factors. Again, Cyrus Wittig here on High School Hysteria, breaking it down with Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Immler. So after getting some revenge on Wellington, you beat Park Vista for the second time in as many weeks to advance to the state Final Four, eclipsing the 2006 Sharks team for the furthest a Spanish River squad has ever gone in the state playoffs. And with Spanish River boasting one of the longest standing flag football programs in the state, what does it mean to you to have taken Spanish River and and led Spanish River to arguably their their best moment and, and best season in program history? 
you know, be honest with you, you know, doing this and being a part of this team for eight years and, and knowing the history, uh, it, it means everything. You know, it really does. You know, our, our programs come a long way from my first year when we only had seven or eight players and we struggled to get three or four wins. And, you know, slowly but surely we grew the program. And, um, you know, like you said, it's 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 the program has. Uh, a long history. We actually have two members uh, on our team and our coaching staff who were part of that 2016 coach Al, our defensive coordinator, uh, coach Elise, uh, our G our junior varsity head coach to have them be a part of it is so special. Um, and, and, you know, Elise was, that was a player on that 2016 and coach Al was the head coach of, of the sharks um, that year. And uh, even before then, you know, we, uh, Coach Staggs, who started the program 1998 with Bill Massey, you know, he came out to a lot of our games. So, um, yeah, it, it really meant the world just because there's so much support um, from past players. We had so many alumni come out to our games throughout the season. Um, you know, another member of our coaching staff, Coach Lindy, she was class of 2002. She was the first ever quarterback of Spanish River Sharks. So, so much history within our program and being able to have – uh, a great support staff um, with assistant coaches and so many people coming back to support and with our current administration, Ms. Castellano, our principal, Coach Mack, our athletic director. Uh, we've just had so much support and having everybody there and it's been a true team effort. And so uh, incredibly, incredibly special. Cyrus Wittig here talking with Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Emler about the amazing season that the Sharks had. Coach, this is my first year in Florida and my, and my first year exposed to flag football as a high school sport. And I think that whoever I see playing flag football in the years to come, I'll always compare them to Maya Quinn, who had a truly dominant season on both sides of the ball. In your eight years at Spanish River and all your years around the game of flag, where does Maya go down when you think of the best players that you've ever coached? Uh, yeah, no, certainly up there, certainly up there. You know, it's so hard to rank players, you know, and kind of give them that best ever that I've ever coached title because there's so many different styles of player in flag football. You know, it's tough to compare a quarterback to a receiver, or, you know, a receiver to a center. And, um, but, you know, in her position, her playing wide receiver for us, safety for us, um, you know, I got to imagine with her 34 interceptions this year, that's got to be, you know, a school record. So uh, she'll, she'll go down in the history books as, you know, one of the best to ever wear Sharks uniform. Um, you know, we're, we're so grateful that she was part of our program uh, over the last four years and, and, you know, how much she's grown, not only as a football player, but as a person. And everything, you know, that Maya has overcome, uh, you know, in her life and, um, you know, her mom, she comes from an outstanding family. And, you know, we had her sister in the program prior, her older sister in the program prior to Maya. So, um, you know, it's 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 real special. And, and like I said, she'll definitely go down as one of the best to ever uh, wear a Sharks uniform. Maya Quinn made up half of the incredible connection between her and your quarterback, Gianna Pasidi, who finished the year with 71 touchdowns. What's it been like watching her growth from a JV player to now one of the best quarterbacks in the state? And, and how great is it that you're going to have her back next year for, for her senior season? Oh, well, it's huge that we're going to have her back. It's absolutely huge. You know, she knows the offense inside and out. Um, she's such a smart player. We've talked before in the past, and I've told you that she contributes to what we do, you know, in the games. I send her the film or kind of give her an idea of what to expect, and she'll come back at me with some great ideas. Um, you know, I don't think there's really been anybody in our program, uh, as far as in my eight years, 
who has grown as a person, as an individual, uh, more than Gianna. You know, she was just coming into our program as a freshman. Uh, she was shy. She was timid, um, lacked confidence. Um, you know, she was our JV quarterback her freshman year. And when our varsity quarterback got injured and we decided to bring her up to varsity, uh, she was extremely hesitant to do it because she just didn't have that confidence in herself. So watching her play, watching her grow, she's a student of the game. Uh, it's been it's been remarkable. She's had back to back seasons with over 70 touchdown passes. She's put in so much time and effort uh, into perfecting her craft and she continues to want to get better. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we're still proud of her and uh, excited to have her back next year. Wrapping things up here with Spanish River flag football head coach Drew Imler. Coach, you've gotten some nominations recently for coach of the year, you know, in an area with so many great flag football programs and, and obviously so many great coaches. What does what do those nominations? What does that honor mean to you? Well, you know, it's tough to it's tough for me to accept credit for an individual award. You know, it's the same reason why we don't give out MVP awards in our program. You know, it's a team game. And, uh, you know, that's true for the coaching as well. I've had an unbelievable coaching staff this year. Uh, from Coach Al coming over and being part of us and, and rejoining our program, Coach Lindy, Coach Elise, Coach Santana, Coach Moran. We have so many great coaches. It's been truly a team effort. Um, so it's tough. It's, it's, you know, it's tough to take, uh, take in, you know, an individual award. So uh, I look at it as a, uh, as a team award for our entire coaching staff, for our players, uh, because without everybody, you know, I wouldn't have received this, uh, this, uh, um, this award. So sure, sure. Um, appreciative of everybody and um, appreciative of everybody who, uh, who contributed. Well, coach, we certainly appreciate you for taking the time to come on high school hysteria and chop it up with us. Congratulations again on a phenomenal season. Enjoy your summertime. We will see you and talk to you next spring. Absolutely. And thank you so much. And thank you for all the coverage and the time and effort put in towards, towards flag football it truly is an emerging game. And um, just, just really appreciate everything. Very kind words there from Coach Imler. Had a great time watching his girls compete all season. And thanks again to Coach Imler for being our trusted voice. And the trusted voice on high school hysteria is brought to you by TrustBridge. TrustBridge C-Star program provides free grief support to children and teens throughout our community. Visit TrustBridge.com for more information. We'll take another short break. When we come back, we'll head to Jensen Beach to talk with Corey Cook, who led his squad to the brink of a state title. You are listening to High School Hysteria on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back to High School Hysteria. Cyrus Wittig here with you. And it was one heck of a baseball season in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And one team that took us on a wild ride was Jensen Beach, who finished 26-5, and a school record and wins, and an appearance in the state championship game, the furthest the Falcons have ever been in the state playoffs. Here to talk with us about their magical run and their phenomenal season is Jensen Beach baseball head coach Corey Cook. Coach, at what point in the season did you realize that this team had what it took to to, to put together what wound up being the best team and, and best year in program history? Yeah, we, we knew. Um, we knew that they were special. We knew by their work ethic. They kept coming to practice every day with a you know, focus and uh, intent. And that's really what made them special. You know, we went up against teams that had multiple D1 commits up and down their roster. We faced D1 pitchers. We faced, you know, great, great athletes. And, um, you know, our team wasn't loaded with that. I think our team is amazingly talented. I don't want to sell them short in that regard, but 
to me, what stood, stood out for us was the intensity they brought every day in practice, the focus, the preparation, and they just love each other too. You know, they were so tight. They, you know, they, they've known each other for so long and they played for each other. So I think all those things um, coupled together, you could kind of see it developing. You could see it as the season went on. So yeah, when we talked, we knew that, that there was something special brewing here um, to say we could make it as far as we did or be three outs away or, or one run away, whatever you want to call it from winning a state championship. I don't know if I would have said all that, but I knew we could, like you said, be the best program and uh, team in program history and, and, and those, kind of, those types of things. So The Falcons only lost four regular season games, but two of those came in the last week of the regular season. How were you guys able to shake off those losses and then rip off such an amazing run in the postseason? You know, obviously those losses stung. Uh, we wanted to keep grinding and going, you know, and winning, obviously. But at the, at the time, I felt like it almost was something that we needed um, just to kind of refocus us. Again, like I said, we worked so hard all year. Um, but it is hard to keep a team of, you know, 14 through 18-year-olds motivated for five, six months, you know. And, you know, we lost to Jupiter. That was an awesome game. But we, we, we walked a lot of guys, which isn't really our M.O., and we made some errors down the stretch. We lost on a drop third strike that we overthrew. And so it was just the key of like, hey, when you face really good teams, you, it can deciding factor can be one mistake here, one mistake there. And as we geared up to playoff baseball, I felt like that refocused us and gave us even more intensity because once the playoffs started, I didn't know my team could get to another level, but they, the focus just honed in even more. And um, so I, I really feel like that was a, a good thing that happened to us to help refocus us and get us ready for playoff here with Jensen Beach baseball coach Corey Cook who led the Falcons to their first ever trip to the state title game coach you've had your fair share of trips to the state tournament during your time at Jensen Beach but this season with the amazing start that you had it seemed like some people were saying that you guys were playing a bit of a Cinderella role a bit of an underdog did you embrace that underdog mindset or was there a point this season where that flipped and you said, you know, we want to take off the glass slipper, so to speak. We're the favorites, and and we expect to win this thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we necessarily thought of ourselves as underdogs. You know, I don't really know that we put labels on it like that. I think we were just trying to. We definitely knew we were the favorites in our region. We were the number one seed. Um, we didn't shy away from that. I tried to instill motivate uh, and motivate and instill confidence in our team that says, you guys are the best team in the region. You secured the one seed. You won the district championship, you have home field advantage, like continue to believe in yourselves. You, you've done it all year. Um, so we were, if anything, I was trying to build their confidence up to let them know like, Hey, well, you are great, a great, great team and you deserve this. So, um, but you're right. I mean, we, we hadn't been there before. I hadn't been there before as a coach. So there are those fear of the unknown type things. You can only, you can only know what it's like after you do it. Right. So, you know, I think that's that you bring up a good point, but um, we just want to take it game by game and just play our best. That was the key. Coach, you already mentioned that the pitching is is so excellent and it gets even better as you get deeper and deeper into the playoffs. One thing I noticed with your with your team is that every time, almost every time that Jensen Beach scored, the Falcons were putting up a crooked number, two, three, four runs. What does it say about your team that you were able to stay patient and then once you got your opportunity, you were able to put up the big inning that led to so many wins and so much success. Yeah. I mean, baseball is funny in that way, right? I mean, obviously you want to try to, you know, get the, get single runs in when you can and, and do those things, but it, it's so momentum based. Once the kids see that, Oh, 
you know, this player hit a double off, off this pitcher, it can be done. And now they all start to believe, um, you know, but yeah, we did have some big crooked numbers, some huge swings of momentum. Um, and, and that was just really, really a great thing for our young, like you said, we hadn't been there. So for us to put up those big innings and, you know, on the, on the reverse side, that's something that we preach all the time is that, you know, defensively we're not, or pitching wise, we're not going to lose games giving up one run an inning usually mm-hmm. it's the crooked numbers that do you in. So, you know, even our bunt defense calls, our pickoff calls, our defensive strategies are limit the damage to one. And I feel like we can get out of it. So maybe we didn't run up against that too often until the last game. Um, and, and in that game, that Island coast is just an outstanding offensive team and, you know, they deserve all the accolades, man. But, um, you know, that, that you're right. Playoff in the playoffs, we, we really held teams down and our pitching staff did a great job. So I like to look at that end too. Again, Cyrus Wittig here on high school hysteria talking with Jensen beach baseball coach, Corey cook coach. I just couldn't, and I really can't even now get over how incredible your pitching staff was in the run to the state title game to give up two runs in six games, pitching four shutouts. How did your staff as a whole take it not only to the next level, but really the peak of, of pitching at the high school level? Yeah, I give a lot of credit to our pitching coach to have that relationship, and we stand next to each other and call the pitches. And um, Yeah, I mean, obviously you have a dominant elite arm that's going to probably sign Division One here this summer, Chris Kinnear. Um, he's just a special kid. And, uh, you know, Kyle Derenbacker, you know, believing in himself all year and, and, and throwing a bunch of strikes, trusting his defense. And then Patrick Ward just just being being who he is and just being a great, great player. Um, I also think when you get down to playoffs, you're only playing about two games a week. So you're not getting deeper into your bullpen. Your arms are a little bit, they can stretch out a little longer. Um, so we were able to kind of take advantage of our top end arms, um, you know, and, and uh, but it was just a, a great run, magical run. And, and I don't want to shy away from the defense either. I mean, if anybody who watched our games, we made outstanding diving catches in the outfield. Our third baseman, Patrick Gillen, made a couple incredible plays. Patrick Ward was incredible at shortstop. And Matt Couts, I don't want to take away from him as a catcher. Um, he blocked up everything. Um, I don't remember any pass balls in the whole playoff run. I mean, he was just so locked in and um, – you know, that that to me was a key more than anything. I don't know how many errors we made. It couldn't have been more than five in all those games. And um, great pitching and great defense, man. You can win a lot of games that way. Again, here on High School Hysteria, breaking down the Jensen Beach Falcons' incredible run to a state title game appearance with their head coach, Corey Cook. Coach, not to single out one guy, but but Chris Kinnear was especially lights out during the tournament. He went on. He went to the verge of a complete game against McKeel and then went the distance against Dunedin after a long lightning delay, also had what turned out to be the game-winning hit in that in that contest with a with an RBI single. Talk about Chris's performance all postseason long, really really being the man that at, at times you guys leaned on to uh, to get the job done with the bat and, and on the pitcher's mound. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a team game, but it's he's got the ball right, and it's individual. It's it's him against the other batter, and uh, he was just better all all year. Um, you know, against McKeel. You know, we knew, um, you know, we, we kind of lined them up. We weren't sure if we were going to see Merritt Island. They have a really good left-handed pitcher that we were knew we'd have to duel with, but they ended up getting upset. And McKeel was a great team, too, and um, he shut them down. And, um, you know, we we never asked him to go up against his pitch count in, like he did in that. I mean, he's never 
come close to that pitch count. And we told him, hey, do you feel good? Because we need all our arms at the ready for the regional final. And he was ready to go. And so he bulldogged it out for us there. Um, and then when you talk about going up against Dunedin in the, um, the state final four, yeah, that pitcher was that we went up against was the state strikeout leader, had an unbelievable season. And um, Chris just matched him and did better than, than him. And um, he might not get the accolades like some others. You know, I know, you know, that's a, that's a thing at Jensen that um, we're, we're proud of is we're not really some, a team that overthrows their kids and we keep their pitch counts manageable. And we've been, I don't know about criticized in the past, but, you know, some people have asked us why our pitch counts are lower than others, or maybe they don't have the strikeout numbers as others. Um, but we look at their futures. We want them to be strong at the end of the year, and we want them to be strong in the college. And, and we've had a couple of guys drafted as well. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of our mantra. And maybe, maybe he doesn't have the strikeout numbers like a, a kid like we faced, but he's just as special. And, and he was more special that night. Um, and, you know, and then, and then to get the game-winning hit, like you said, um, that's just who he is. He seems to hit the better arms that we face the best on our team. Um, the higher velocity, the higher, higher, the, the, the better stuff. Um, he seems to hit better than maybe a slower arm. And, um, but he's been clutch for us all year. I mean, he's my four hole batter and he's my best pitcher. So how yeah. could you, <laughs> how could you want anything more than that? You know, again, we are chopping it up with Jensen beach baseball coach, Corey cook talking about their incredible run to the state title game coach. Was there one specific win in the postseason that was the most satisfying to you during this playoff run? I think uh, the regional final, probably at home, um, just because obviously the wins record for our school was was something that we had on our minds. But as a coach, my first year, we uh, eight years ago, we made it to the regional final and we hosted at home and we we lost to the uh, the uh, defending state champions. And it was like we were just kind of playing with house money at that point, and it was just a special team too. And and we were young, dumb coaches, me and my uh, pitching coach uh, John and. We were just dumb, and we thought, "Hey, it's going to happen all the time." And and to be eight years later, and 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 then get that opportunity at home again um, against a really good team, and to have the crowd that we did was amazing. And it was just, it was really special to get over that hump. And now, you know, anything after that to me was was kind of icing on the cake. And to see how close we got, I didn't realize how much it would hurt to lose the last one with being how close we were. But. Uh, but that, to me, at that moment in that time, felt like we had accomplished our goals for the year. Sure. And as a coach, that's before the season. I just think, what what's the most we can get out of this team? And each team is different. And that's what I thought this team could do. And to accomplish those goals, I, it was like a big relief and a celebration at home. I don't think we left there for hours after. We were just hanging out and celebrating and hugging each other. And yeah, um, so that was a lot of fun for sure. Coach, before I let you go, what does a run like this do for the Jensen Beach program? I know that you guys have had a had a strong group, a strong team for for many many years now. But what does a run like this in the state playoffs do to kind of elevate your profile? And also, with the younger guys in your in your in your program, say, hey, you know, we want to make a run to the state title game too. We're we're, we're going to work harder, and and we're going to be the next generation of Falcons to to really make some noise in the state of Florida. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so special. There's there's great baseball in this area. You know, we had three high schools in the in the county that had great seasons, Martin County and South Fork, along with us. And um, to be a kind of a smaller county and have three really successful programs, I think is important. Um, and you know, you're right. We've been up. We've been one of those programs that like Jensen Beach. They're solid. They're, you're always they're always going to give you a good game. 
you know, they're, they're one of the, maybe the above average teams, but never looked at in the class that could win a state championship. And so now that we've gotten to that level and, and we were one, you know, one run away, I would say to win it at all. Um, I think that maybe that moves us closer to that tier, um, you know, and, and for us, I never really think too much about the future. I was so focused on this year and sure. we'll see, we'll see what the future holds, but um, hopefully it puts us into that class and, you know, and, and gets us, gets us another shot. You know, that's sure. the thing. A lot of people were trying to encourage me after the game. Oh, coach, you'll be back. You know, you, great for the young kids to learn. And I really didn't want to hear any of that because you yeah. never know as a coach, if you even get another shot and we were so mm-hmm. close and uh, that's what I think hurt the most. You know, I was in tears after the game and I was pretty surprised at how emotional it made me, to be honest with you. Um, didn't expect it to, to be overcome with emotion. And it's just a bunch of things, you know, loving the boys, being so proud that they fought back and, to be so close and uh but uh yeah it was definitely special so we'll see what the future holds and hopefully we uh hopefully helps us out and we get make another run there coach thank you again for the time and especially for for taking us on such an incredible run in the playoffs it was fun to follow you guys always awesome to watch you play enjoy your summertime and and we'll we'll talk to you and, and see you next spring thank you so much man i'm definitely gonna enjoy uh enjoy the summer after that long run Awesome stuff, as always, from Jensen Beach baseball coach Corey Cook. And again, congratulations to Jensen Beach on such a phenomenal ride this postseason. Really looking forward to seeing what what their seniors go on and do in their uh, college careers. And obviously looking forward to seeing what Chris Kinnear does next season as he'll be going into his senior year at Jensen Beach. And and let's go ahead and and call that 2-0 win over Dunedin, our HSS game of the week. That game against Dunedin got off to a very late start because of some weather and lightning delays, but Jensen Beach won 2-0 to advance to the state title game, but behind a complete game shutout behind that man, Chris Kinnear. And again, remember, HSS is ranked number one in the world for orthopedics, according to Newsweek, now in Florida, accepting virtual and in-person appointments in West Palm Beach and Wellington. Visit them online at hss.edu. We'll take another quick break. And we'll talk with another baseball coach when we come back. It is Matt Judkins out of Palm Beach Gardens. You're listening to High School Hysteria on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back to High School Hysteria. Cyrus Wittig wrapping things up on our Friday night. And it's time now for our Kaiser Coaches Corner. And this week, we are joined by Matt Judkins, who just finished up his first year at the helm of Palm Beach Gardens baseball. He took the Gators to the state title game they fell to the number one team in the country, Stoneman Douglas. But an amazing run, Coach. Congratulations, first of all, on a great year. Looking back to the middle of the season, the Gators were 9-6 and six following a loss to Jensen Beach, and then you won 13 of your next 14. What clicked for you guys at the midway point of the season that, that propelled your squad, a new level of play, a new level of production, and that amazing winning streak that propelled you into a deep run in the state playoffs? I think two things for us. Um, I think getting healthy at the right time was big. Uh, we had lost a couple key pieces. We had some nagging injuries. We just didn't have the lineup that we thought that we would have in day one. And, you know, obviously we were just kind of banking on that and, and rolling with the guys we had. And they did a good job for sure. But it was really nice to get the guys that we were think were going to be really con- big contributors back. Um, and that kind of happened about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the season. And the other thing was just just buying into the process. You know, we wanted to be a better team on the last day of the season than we were at the beginning. We wanted to be a better team in the last game than halfway through, et cetera, et cetera. So just buying into the process and, 
understanding the state championship isn't won in March. Uh, we had a long way to go. And all our goal was, you know, we talked about trying to get to Fort Myers, but really all our goal was at the beginning was just get to a regional, just, just try to get back to a regional game and see what happens. And you never know with playoffs uh, one game at a time. So really kind of a combination of both things for us. Talking here with Matt Judkins, who just finished his first year in charge of Palm Beach Gardens baseball coach. The Gators got a bye in the first round of the district playoffs. Then you beat Royal Palm Beach in the semis and then played not just your game of the season, not just the area's game of the season, but perhaps the game of the season in the state, beating Palm Beach Central 13-12 to in a game where you trailed 6 to nothing. Then you led 11-6. to You finally won it with two runs in the bottom of the ninth. First of all, I, I know you've been the, around the game a long time. Where does that one rank in terms of craziest games that you've ever been a part of? I'll put it this way. If we took a year or two off from playing Central, I, I, I wouldn't miss it. Only the fact that, you know, I wouldn't lose any more hair or have any gray hair or, or lose any more sleep because they just wear us out. I mean, the, the, the last couple of games against them, the last couple of seasons, you know, they're they're immensely talented and well-coached. And it, it's a brutal matchup. I and mean, we just know it's going to be a dogfight. And in that game particularly, um, you know, they came off, they, they had a really hot start, 6 nothing in the first inning. And we just kind of thought, I, I got them together at the end of the first inning. I just, you know, when we were about to go hit, and I said, you know, we've had this happen to us a couple times this year. With Jensen Beach, we were up 7 nothing, I believe, in the first inning, or 6 nothing. Uh, West Broward, we were up 6 nothing in the first inning. And, and a couple of those times, and we've lost. And you don't, you know, you can't hit any seven, six run home runs. So just chip away. The first one's the hardest, and then you never know what can happen. And being the home team for us was always key, just getting that last at bat. But yeah, I mean, those those games are a grind, and it just it really wears you out. And even even when we got that big inning and it was eleven six, I remember coming off the field with a little bit a bit of an uneasy feeling, thinking that may not be quite enough. And really, it wasn't. You know, <laughs> and it's hard to think that way because everybody's going nuts and. You know, I'm like, I don't know. It, it's never enough in high school. So right. really, really good games against Central for sure. Again, here with Palm Beach Gardens baseball coach Matt Judkins. Coach, after the 13-12 to instant classic, you took down Vero Beach and West Boca Raton pretty handily, which set up a regional final against a scorching hot Park Vista squad who you guys actually lost to in the very first game of the season. Your starter, Robbie Throop, gave up solo home runs in the first and second innings, and that was it. He, he did not allow another hit the rest of the game. How impressed were you by Robbie's ability to shake off that early trouble and throw really a, a, a lights out performance? Well, he knows he's he's pretty savvy for a young man of you know just really starting his his pitching career, and he knows that you know solo home runs can only go so far, and they're almost the momentum killer. And you like to have them if you're on you're on that side, but we we realize that you know they got a tough line, but we just go one by one, and you know that that momentum get those guys off the bases and start over. Um, you know, I think those counts were in their favor, so it really wasn't a huge deal. And same thing, we just knew being the home team that we had a had a good shot. You know, they had a really good arm starting. Uh, they had some guys in the bullpen that were really good, but we just kind of had a feeling like if he can limit the damage, we've got a pretty darn good lineup one through nine, and, and we had a good feeling about that game. So obviously, it worked out for us. The Gators trailed two nothing in that regional final against Park Vista, and then you tied it with two runs in the fourth. A few innings later, you got what turned out to be the game-winning hit from your eight-hitter, senior Enzo Vertucci. How awesome was it to see Enzo, who is maybe a guy who, who's a bit overshadowed by some of the other stars on this team, how awesome was it to see him give you the hit that sent you to the Final Four? 
Yeah, especially what what he's been through the last, you know, really this year and the last couple of years. Um, great kid, you know, the scholar athlete of the year for for all of our sports. He's a five point five GPA, whatever it is. It's probably twice as good as mine. So, in, in, insane, you know, really good kid. Uh, does all the right things. Works his butt off. In the last couple of years, he was kind of a victim of us being really good, having really, uh, you know, just a lot of talent in front of him. And you know, last year he was behind. You know, Kate Bush and Jaden Hilton, basically both all Americans at first base, couldn't find a spot. You know, we just kept telling them, just keep grinding and and uh, brought it to practice every single day, competed with those guys, got better. This was his chance, you know, senior year, no one really in front of him. And then, you know, I think our second weekend of the season, he breaks his arm. And it was like, you know, I just those are the times where you just you think, you know, kind of curse at the baseball gods, like what's going on? And, and then there was a chance that he could come back by the end and, and we kind of held out. His first, his first game back, he threw a complete game against Treasure Coast, um, and we kind of knew like that might be the confidence for him, both sides of the ball. Um, for him to have those types of hits was just so clutch. But, you know, we, we believed him in from day one. The way he goes about things is a very professional manner. Um, he's not a – you know, he is – like you said, you're not your prototypical 7-8 guy at the bottom of the order. He's got some thump and uh, really a professional approach, so really proud of him. Again, Cyrus Whittick here on High School Hysteria. And I'm joined by Palm Beach Gardens baseball coach Matt Judkins, who led the Gators to a state title game in his very first year in charge of the program. Coach, going back to your pitching staff a little bit, we we spoke back in early April, and you mentioned that you've got a lot of really good arms on this team, but but maybe not one true ace. Uh, But in your run to the state title, the Gators only allowed nine runs in four games. So how was your pitching staff able to, to turn in such consistent and such solid pitching performances. Yeah, and, and we really only relied on on, on three or four guys. Um, we had a pretty big injury going into the playoffs. Lucas Valencia, who was all all district freshman, he was five and zero oh, and had a uh, one two something ERA, um, and he got hurt and wasn't going to be with us the rest of the year, unfortunately. So we're kind of like, hey, next man up. Uh, we didn't really use Colton Schwartz a whole lot. He was a, a phenom freshman that. Same thing. He had a really bad injury, broke his jaw. And so we really relied on, on just three or four guys. Um, obviously, Robbie led the – probably will lead the universe in complete games this year. He had seven complete games and 11 wins. And it was like anytime he gets the ball, he's starting and he's finishing. There's no – you know, and, and we kind of told him, like, hey, can you help us out a little bit? Like, we don't have a, a tremendously deep bullpen right now and a lot of our pitchers are position guys too. So it really shakes the lineup up a little bit. Um, Blake Matthews did a good job. Billy Reed fantastic um, as a as a guy that plays the outfield too. So we kind of pieced it together, but it worked out pretty well, you know, in, in the long haul. So we wish we had, you know, we wish we had Lucas, um, obviously for that run, you never know how it could have changed, but just same thing, super proud of our pitchers. And, and Coach Joe Gray, who we brought on this year, obviously a, a former Gator, former University of Miami star, uh, was a big league guy for a long time, just meshed perfectly with our pitching staff. And, uh, let our catcher call the game for the most part and just had a really good thing. I mean, we really only have one true PO and that's Robbie. Mm. And, and that's, that's pretty unusual for even a high school team. So really proud of our pitchers this year. Again, talking here with Palm Beach Gardens baseball coach, Matt Judkins. Coach, your semifinal game against Plant High School was delayed nearly five hours and did not finish until after 2 a.m. What can you say, you know, it's almost an impossible question. I don't know if you can put this into words, but how, how proud are you and, and what can you say about your team that through all the uncertainty, all the delays that you guys were able to come out, play a great game and beat one of the premier programs in the state? 
Yeah, I, I think I'm still soaking it in, to be honest, a week later. Um, that as much of it was, you know, being delayed and whatnot and kind of sitting around and trying to stay on routine. That was one thing that we we really stressed to our guys was this whole weekend's going to be out of your routine. So that the team that's the most resilient is the team that's going to get the first place trophy. Dealing with weather and, you know, all these different changes, being in a different environment, you know, neutral site, all that stuff. So really proud of our guys for sticking to our routine. We had a walkthrough. Uh, Friday morning, you know, at the hotel, going over a bunch of stuff. And then we actually went and we rented a private facility um, Friday afternoon because we weren't sure we were going to be able to hit before our game. Um, so that was big for us. Going back to the hotel, you know, things got a little crazy, but I don't know. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of things in baseball. I'm sure I'll see a lot more things, but your first pitch or your last pitch being at, I think it was two, 2.09 a.m. was was pretty crazy, you know, and, and, and the look on their faces when we were done, it was half exhaustion, but just half adrenaline still going and just being, you know, just over the moon, proud of them like this. Wow. We did this, you know, we're going to the state final against the number one team in the nation. We earned this. So super proud plant was a really tough opponent. They're really well coached, really, you know, a lot of talent on that side. And it took a, a big effort from us to get over that and, you know, did the job, get to the state final and, and just super proud of our guys. The Gators ran out of gas in the championship game against Stoneman Douglas, and, and maybe this is an unfair question because the end of the season was less than, than a week away, but when you think back upon this 2022 season and, and this group of guys, what do you think you'll remember most? I think the leadership from our seniors, um, that was huge. That was something we talked about from day one was it's, you know, talent can take you pretty far, obviously, and um, and that's great, but chemistry and leadership is going to it's going to be the difference for us is if we can get together, be on the same page. We did a lot of team building activities. A lot of those guys, you know, they're not the same names that we had last year. Uh, the division one type guys, we, we've, we've got our big star, you know, Jaden Hilton, obviously, and, but he's as humble as they come and he's a huge team guy. And um, other than that, you know, we, we really just focused on the leadership aspect. We focused on chemistry. Uh, you know, we had our annual Gator challenge hell week in early January and, um, we actually started doing a lot of activities with our, with our trophy from last year, our, our district championship trophy and just incorporating everybody. Cause we're just like, if we're going to accomplish our goal. We're going to go one through 20. Everybody's going to have to contribute. It's not going to be one or two guys and the rest of us just dead weight. It's going to be every single guy. And they bought in. And I don't think I've ever seen a team that close. Um, everybody was on the same page. Everybody, you know, there were no 25 guys, 25 cabs type situation. It was fun, and it was fun to be around, and, and I, I think that's one of the big things that I will take for, for a long time is, is that leadership and that chemistry from this group. Coach, again, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on a phenomenal season. I know it's been a wild ride, so go enjoy your summer. Thank you. There's going to be a lot of baseball on deck, uh, doing summer league, college, and a couple other things, moving. So it's going to be crazy, not a whole lot of time to soak it in, but I appreciate the, uh, the support and, and reaching out, and you know, it's been a blast. So All hopefully right. we can get back there next year. Great, great stuff there from Coach Judkins, who, like I said, just finished up his first year in charge of the Gators program. The Gators having to replace their legendary coach, Joe Russo, and they certainly look like they've picked the right guy. Thanks again to Coach Judkins for being a part of our Kaiser Coaches Corner, and we want to remind you that 2022 marks the 12th year of the Kaiser University College of Golf. You can get your associate's or bachelor's degree in golf management right here in West Palm Beach. They also have three master professionals and an LPGA Hall of Famer on staff. There are scholarships available, and students can play golf seven days a week. 
If you want a career in the golf industry, then you need to check out the Kaiser University College of Golf. Go to kaiseruniversity.edu slash residential to learn more. Well, that'll just about do it for us on High School Hysteria. If you missed anything tonight or want to hear it again, follow us on social media at ESPN West Palm or at ESPN Top 63. And of course, remember to tune in to Fox 29 and WPTV for even more high school coverage. Thank you to Brian Rowitz and Tyree Smith and of course, all the coaches and athletes who joined us tonight. Most importantly, thank you to all of our listeners. We'll be back same time, same place next Friday night. This has been High School Hysteria on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back in High School Hysteria here on a Friday night. Brian Rhodes with you and the coaching carousel in Palm Beach County. Always a big part of the offseason at Dwyer. It has stopped on a familiar name as their new head coach is a man that knows Palm Beach County well. The new head coach of Dwyer football, it is Al Shipman. Coach, you've played in the area, you've coached in the area, and now you're back on the sideline like you never left. What does it mean to be the new head coach of Dwyer football? Oh, man. Uh, bro, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, this is, you know, uh, the top uh, private uh, public school um, job, you know, in the county and one of the tops of the state. They have a really, really high and rich tradition uh, over here in, in not only football, but, you know, um, all of the sports. So um, I got big shoes to fill. Um, the expectations are different from any other place where I've uh, ever been. Um, you know, just winning the district is not good enough over here. To, they're expecting a state championship. So um, I have to raise my level of coaching. And and, and uh, be, being that the expectations have risen, um, it's time for me to turn it up a little bit as well. How exciting is that for you as just a competitor to have those expectations? It sort of goes back to your Canes days in terms of the expectations. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I think uh, – I guess that's the, the kind of the best way to say it. Um, you know, I, you know. Again, I, I, I'm from here, and and I understand uh, again what it means uh, to have some pressure, and I, I'm used to to being under that pressure, being under the gun, so to speak. So um, it's a it's a, a challenge that I that I welcome, and um, you know, I'm excited and ready to go. New Dwyer football head coach Al Shipman joined us here on ESPN 106.3. You talk about being from the area, coached here forever, you played here, and the coaching turnover has been a big story the last couple of years. For yeah. you, what sort of leg up does it give you being from this area and knowing Palm Beach County so well? Uh, I think you just said it all, man. Because I'm from here, a lot of people know me. I've grown to, uh, I've gotten to to to, to learn and uh, you know a lot about how to you know just to handle football here in this area because you know it's a it's a hotbed here but there are a lot of moving pieces here um, constantly so you know just learning how to you know take care of your backyard and and don't worry about anything else and like you said I'm from the area um, so I know a lot of people a lot of people know me um, they know that I'm a trustworthy person and you know they know that their kids are in good hands with me. we're seeing it a lot on our social media I'm sure your phone is tenfold People are excited that Al Shipman is back on the sideline for the 2022 season. Personally, just how good of a feeling is that, whether it be former players or former coaches that are just excited to see you back on the sideline? Man, it's just an awesome feeling. Um, you know, I, I honestly, truly thought I was retired. Uh, you guys but, are never uh, done. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like I got a, a couple more seasons left in me, man, to continue to do what I love to do. Uh, which is teach young men and help to turn them into uh, great uh, uh, older uh, men. So, 
Um, but, you know, just hearing from my peers and um, some of my uh, coaches um, that, that know me uh, personally, not just, you know, what you see on TV or in, in the paper that know me personally, you know, I mean, it means a, a whole lot. And, um, you know, the, the trash talking has already started. So we're ready to, to get, you know, get some, some competing going on. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, like I said, man, I'm anxious and ready to go. I've learned from my previous experiences and uh, just going to take all of that, man, and, and mix it up and, and move forward and, and be the best version of, of Al Shipman that I could possibly be. Talking here, new Dwyer head coach, Al Shipman. When it comes to the Dwyer football team, Carrington Lee, the Wake Forest commit, one of the top players in the county. From a recruiting standpoint, how much does it help a team to have a kid like that that's going to have colleges rolling through all season long, but now all of a sudden they might see some other kids? How does that impact the whole roster? Man, I think you've been at it long enough to know that if you have a, 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 you know, a top prospect that's going to have, that's going to draw that type of attention, it, it truly, truly helps the recruiting of your entire football team. So uh, I'm blessed and honored to be able to have this young man on my, uh, on my team and to be able to coach him his senior year. And um, he's such a great kid and he, he's actually helping out with recruiting, you know, when the scouts are coming in, he's telling them, yeah, coach, you know, I am interested, but there's also two other kids that you need to take a look at as well. So he's been doing a great job with that. And, you know, like I said, it, it makes it really, really easy when you have a top five kid, a power five kid. How much do you just enjoy having colleges back on campus again? I know you have always, you know, entertained these guys, but now that things back to normal recruiting, how much do you enjoy that aspect? You know, it's certain parts of the the, the coaching that you just kind of got to love, you know, uh, that first day of two days, you know, the fresh cut grass, you know, the first day you get a chance to hit, but also being able to make those alliances and friendships uh, along the way, because, you know, again, you know, if you're doing it the right way, you know, you're meeting upwards of 50 coaches a year. So, you know, some of those uh, coaches, you end up being friends of yours and and uh, you always want to kind of keep them uh, in your back pocket. If you're wanting to move up in the ranks, things of that nature. So it's always great just to build those relationships with these coaches. Last couple of things here, Al Shipman, the new Dwyer football head coach. This season, new districts, your district, not an easy one. Atlantic and Seminole Ridge, a couple of playoff teams. What does it mean to have that sort of competition level, knowing that, you know, when you're getting the district play, you're going to get your, your money's worth this year? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, two well-respected programs, uh, two programs that are traditionally, um, you know, right in the thick of things um, as far as district play and, and being able to uh, get into the tournament. Um, so it's a huge challenge, one that I welcome. But you know how I am, man. You know, line it up, baby. Let's go. Um, you know, I, I never want the cream puff schedule anyway. So um, the more, the better. And before we let you go, we got to give you a shot to talk about your Canes. Mario Cristobal turning things around, potentially down at Coral Gables. What's your reaction to Coach Cristobal getting that job down there? Uh, very, very, very excited. Um, I just think um, he's the the one piece that we've kind of been missing here. And I think it just comes. I think he's the best recruiter that we've had. Uh, down here, um, you know, down here in a long, long time, you know, just kind of running off that list of coaches that we had because we're no longer able to just come and slap the ring down on the on the table like, hey, you know, this is to you. So we actually got to put some work in now. But um, you know, I think Mario's doing a great job so far. Uh, he's getting it, you know, getting some of those, you know, four or five star kids. But where I look at it is 
where he's getting that depth. You know, he's going to grab those two and three star kids that, you know, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe not the, the you know, first and second round kids, but, you know, those type of kids that make it to the NFL and stick. So um, and just the kind of kid that you need um, on, on your football team. So I, I'm really excited. I like what he's done with the coaching staff and um, and what he's done in recruiting thus far. Al Shipman, the Kane alum and now the new head coach at Dwyer Football. Coach, thank you so much for the time and uh, welcome back. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you again, brother. Hey, I'll be seeing you around. That's right.